Welcome back to The Edge. Yelp's adding searchable COVID-related attributes. There's a recommendation from Google, author URLs. Was there a Google algorithm update? Yet another one. Barry thinks so. And something's missing from the Google toolbox. We'll tell you what it is today. You're listening to News from The Edge for the week of August 9th, 2021, here on Edge of the Web Radio. From the Edge of the Web Studios, here's what we're looking at this week. See, that's how the radio guys do it. They tease with, hey, you got to find out after this, right? Can't tell them everything. But there's, a, there's something missing from Google. What is it? Because everybody goes, the problem is this is not broadcast. Um, so they're going to fast forward to the end. I mean, they're going to skip through everything, right? Not after listening on the website. You can only go like 30 seconds at a time. Oh, bite me. Okay. Oh, oh, that's, that's Morty. <laughs> You can't know. It loads up and you can play the way through. My, it's like 60 seconds at a time. It's so annoying. <laughs> Tell us what you really think, Morty. I'm, I'm giving you feedback. You are and doing it right on the podcast as opposed to what you'd actually do uh, as you know, part of the, part right, of the team. Like, you'd, have, you'd actually memo me and say, hey, Sparks, uh, what's going on with this? No, no, no. <laughs> All right. Well, this is Edge of the Web Radio. I'm your host, Aaron Sparks, uh, owner of Site Strategics. Uh, the ghost on the mic here that you can't see on the video yet because we haven't given him a camera angle is Morty Oberstein. He is the head of communications over at SEMrush. I was about to say SEMrush because evidently... That's been a thing lately. Yeah, you got, got like, some, That got over at PopCon. People were, yeah. Yeah, you've had some consternation <laughs> there each week we'll bring in you some great topics to talk about as well as some uh, fantastic guests from around the world talking about digital marketing tactics and efforts Uh, each week we're covering seo and digital marketing news as a separate podcast from our interview podcast you want to check out both regularly we try to drop this news podcast tuesday morning uh, as quickly as possible to so you can use it for your digital news tactics of the week digital news tactics. what the hell is a digital news tactic for your, for your digital news awareness. How about that? All right. So this is the Strategic <laughs> Digital Marketing News Desk of Edge of the Web. And again, joining me here. Oh, there he is, is Morty Overstein. How you doing? Oh, look, he's got an Edge mug. I got an Edge mug now. Wow. I got, I'm, a, I'm part of the team. He is part. He, he, he puts it right in front of his face. Hey, better off, right? <laughs> Very good. So you're, you're, you're back in Jerusalem. You're branded. Everything is good. You're healthy. Yeah, everything is great. Yeah, I brought mugs halfway. I love these mugs so much, I schlepped them halfway across the planet. We did kind of put some weight on your baggage there with all our swag, didn't we? I'll be honest with you. I had to give two. You gave me four mugs. I gave two to my sister. Right, so so, so stu- two, two stayed in the States, and then you went home with two. Is right. This is when I go back and visit whenever this damn pandemic ever ends. Uh, I can use an edge mug there. I see. I, so you're just going to place edge mugs in different I'm going to mark my territory like a dog everywhere. <laughs> with That's very, very disturbing, sir. As long as it's just edge no, mugs. I'll, I'll subsidize it if it's just egg, edge mugs, but if you're starting to pee in right. a cup, I'm out. <laughs> well, how do I pass my drug test then? <laughs> I have no idea. I have no idea. <laughs> All right. So each week we actually uh, rifle through some news and we got a few hot topics here today. Morty, let's take on the first one from Search Engine Land from George Wynn. Yelp introduces proof of vaccination required and staff fully vaccinated profile attributes. Yelp's introducing two new COVID-related profile attributes, the proof of vaccination required and staff fully vaccinated attributes, just like I said. The company announced... Thursday, users will be able to filter searches by using these attributes and the proof of vaccination required attribute will be visible in search results. So 
That said, do you think this is actually wise? From a PR standpoint, you certainly have a sizable camp of individuals, right, that are looking to go to a safe place, right? And if your facility is safe and you're actually proclaiming that you've got vaccination and fully vaccinated staff, right, fantastic. What are the liabilities if you actually post that and potentially a customer gets COVID from your staff and you're actually posting that and they actually commerce with you due to that filter. What are the liabilities there? That would be ridiculous if you were liable for that. That hey, would just be insane. Hey, I mean, people sue McDonald's for hot coffee and it says hot coffee on the bloody cup, right? Yeah, but just because you had the vaccine doesn't mean you can't, the, the CDC just came out and said you can carry a, oh, yeah, an infectious absolutely. load. Right. Right. I think it's a great piece of information. And this is like, if you're against the vaccine and you're against, oh, why they had to post this? That's just ridiculous. Like, what's wrong about having that information? Like, it's bad to know that information. I was just thinking about. Also, well, you let me finish. You're also a crackhead for being against the vaccine. But that's a different story. <laughs> I just lost Texas. We just lost Texas, by the way. We just lost Texas. <laughs> they just all tuned out. <laughs> they just all tuned out. <laughs> uh, you shouldn't hear my stance on masks then. Anyway. Oh, wow. It's, yeah. You should wear one. Anyway. I'm in the it studio, kinda, it's man. Good at, I don't, I, I mean, I'm inside a bubble. I don't know. No, 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 you're good. You're in the bubble. I'm not talking about you right now. <laughs> that wouldn't make any sense. Uh, no, it would not. However, having this information is pretty pertinent. Mm -hmm. I would want to know if the waiter who's breathing all over my food has the vaccine or not. Right. Again, they should be wearing a mask because they can carry an infection, but it still is good to know. Right. I mean, if you go in there and the people are vaccinated, they, they still can be contagious. That's yeah. that's what we understand. That's the so other thing. But why, they, I think you have a thing about that, right? Like you, they just you know, disclaimer just because they right. have the vaccine does not mean. But but it's still, it's good to know. Like it's good to know that I I won't if I am sick and I breathe on the waiter, I won't kill them. And that goes back because, to the like responsibility. If 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 you're sick, stay at home. Don't don't filter. I, I can go over to this particular restaurant because I know that everybody's vaccinated over there. Right. <laughs> I guess the, the point is is that there is certain. I mean, there's a lot of contention in this particular space, and, and we're not we're not jumping into that. It's just okay. Now we have these filterable aspects here. We know social media. We know reviews. We know this. If all of a sudden this is in the ecosystem and people focus on it, you could literally create some problem for yourself if there's no guarantee that you can actually validate vaccinations of your staff or what have you. I just think that this this leans into this a little bit too far of well, yeah, that's a good risk. question. How they're verifying that. That's my point. How do they how do they know? But I mean look, the idea that proof of vaccine is required to attend the establishment, again, mm -hmm. one, that's good to know in advance, because if you are a crap face who doesn't have the vaccine because you're against the vaccine, there are legitimate reasons why you might not have a vaccine, by the way. Mm -hmm. But if you're not one of those people, do you really want to show up and not be able to get in? Unless you just want to cause a scene, that's your thing. <laughs> but it's just, it's just good information to know before you get there so you don't not get in. Wouldn't you want to know that? Exactly. Again, that's too logical for this conversation. But in theory, if we were being logical about this topic, you would want to know I can't go there because I'm a moron and didn't get the vaccine. <laughs> I just see a lot of problems coming from this, but uh, maybe maybe I'm just more of a cynic <laughs> than anything else. You know, you got a lot of.
crap asses out there that are just cl gonna clamor on this and cause strife and problems all right so next article uh from matt southern over at search engine journal google recommends adding an author url in the article schema I uh, saw this first by uh, Lily Ray. She po posted it out there, but Matt Southern on August 9th posted a, an, a, a cool uh, insight here. Google actually recommends an author's URL to the article schema to help with disambiguating the correct author when multiple writers have the same or similar names. This is confirmed in an official Google change log, which reads on August 6th, added a new recommended author.url property to the article structure data documentation. The URL property uh, helps di Google disambiguate the correct author of the article. To be clear, the author URL property is not new. What's new is a recommendation to use it to help Google disambiguate. How many times am I going to say disambiguate in the uh, bloody article here? All right, so there's another points of schema here, but we're talking about entities. And this is absolutely a, a data point for Google to understand about brand entities, not only corporate, but personal. And we were just talking about this before the show, Morty, that, I mean, you've got a number of different brand points, as many speakers such as yourself have. And you got to make sure that all of that is pointing to the right brand, the right, the right subset of information that you have, right? Yeah, I mean, I think, well, first of all, I'm a, it's, it's really hard to do that. Mm -hmm. It's really, really hard because you don't have you don't necessarily have control over what that site is doing. For example, yeah. if you're like myself and you recently uh, moved positions, companies, mm -hmm. all of those are outdated now. Or if you do a new one, then the new one's updated and those are outdated right. and there's sort of a mix and you have to go around and ask people who may not be so inclined to do that because maybe now you work for a competitor to change How, your... Uh, yeah, but however, I would contend that if you really want to feed the beast, that... If you actually disassociate yourself from the previous organization, the breadcrumb, the wake, the digital wake of relevancy in your market space, you're actually kind of cutting yourself off. Leave those data points out there, build upon them with your new content because Google's under, gonna understand where you were in your different positions. And it may actually be building the case of the more relevant person uh, in, in that space, right? That's that's true. One would hope. What are, well, but you can yeah. counter argue that Google just can be completely confused. Like I, I wrote seventy five articles for this place, and they didn't change the sure. thing because yeah, yeah, now yeah. I work for a competitor. Right. Um, right. Hint, hint. Cough, cough. <laughs> but um... <laughs> no, I get it. I get it. I, I, I do think that there's going to be uh, a, a learning process for the AI to actually understand. Realistically, people have careers and they go different places. If if that yeah. person's they're going to have to. I, I think it goes back to uh, what many authors have talked about from kind of raising stars inside of your organization and have them subject matter experts and being able to also have that as kind of some equity that you bring to the table to a new interview or a new position is that you have that trail of, of uh, digital wake of contributing into subject matter that's pertinent to this industry. A hundred percent. I mean, also one way you might be able to get around this depends on the publication that you're dealing with. I think John Mueller talked about doing this. Have like a page on your site, your yes. personal site, yep. and have all of the. And they, I mean, John said rather he didn't say you should do this. John said that when you have a page on one of the, on your site, like I have it on my podcast site, mm -hmm. you have this. Oh, I have to update. It's really outdated now. Yeah, but, I was, um, was going to talk to you about that. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> shoemakers kids go shoeless. At least, at least my podcast, you can skip more than sixty seconds at a time. 
Wow, but, you did um, it again. Yeah. Wow. Just don't I go to AaronSparks.com. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Ooh. But if you have that list of, okay, so I spoke here, I did this article, you sort of have like a, a conglomerate sort of, of all of your different things that you've done. Sure. If you link to that in your various author bios, oh, there you go. then that would be the best thing to do. Because now every time Google goes to these, your, your author page, it sees a link on there. Exactly. And hopefully exactly. it'll be a follow. It would seem to be don't use your social media profile. I... I know, I think Matt discussed it in the article. I would recommend against that. Mm -hmm. One is the information is, let's say it's Twitter. Right. How much information are you really going to have in there? You have, you know, I'm a big Steeler fan, but is that really what you want to have in your author bio linking to kind of thing? Exactly. Uh, and Jason yeah. Bernard, one of his first recommendations is always control your individual home. Have your own site for your person, your personality, your brand. And that's what you're saying, Marty, is be able to control that. And that's the key hub where all of these folks actually go. Don't let their home be controlled by the company that you work for and the bio that you have. Because invariably, it's going to be even more difficult to change that over time. Yeah, and you also got to make sure that the places where you can control, which again, I am not good at doing this. LinkedIn, Crunchbase, all these other places where you have, you create the profile for yourself, all sync up. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Uh, you know that what doesn't sync with me is having yet another potential algorithm update coming through over at Search Engine Roundtable. Barry Swartz gives us another inkling to Google search ranking algorithm updates for August 6th, this bloody last weekend. Uh, ever since Friday morning, he says he, he's been seeing signals of a possible Google search ranking algorithm update. Looks typically uh, unconfirmed Google search update, uh, but there's a lot of chatter from SEO community and the automated tracking tools of picking up the fluctuations. So there is some fluctuation in the water, folks. It's like, can we have a break, please? Literally. I mean, after five algorithm updates in two months, and arguably possibly more, uh, looks like there's a, a bit more volatility, not nearly to the crescendo we've been seeing. But could this also be a reversal? Um, Morty, what say you? Ooh, so there is a lot of movement lately. Mm -hmm. However, yes, a lot of them are reversals also. First off, okay, so there's there's volatility. So you look at all of the trackers, such as SEMrushes, mm -hmm. the SEMrush sensor, marketers going to market. You'll you'll see that okay, there's a volatility number. You know, if rank volatility is at 8.6 and it's red, that's good. It's good to be aware of that. It's good to know that. However, it doesn't tell you where the volatility is. Is it happening on positions, you know, 7 through 12 or is it happening at positions one through three like where's the volatility is it happening in a significant place sure if it's happening at the bottom of page one top of page two which i generally see what's what's happening for the most part it's not really going to impact your site your impressions your traffic or clicks probably not right um there is movement at the top often it's reversal so position one and position two will swap out a bunch of times over and over again sure. not to say there are not real significant movements not to say there are not more significant reversals but with these baby algorithm updates, there's a, typically a ton of reversals. Don't freak out. See where the where the uh, volatility is happening, and make sure that it applies to you in a significant way before you freak out. Also, second point, I wonder if Google's working on something and just testing it out sure. before they do a core update. Like there's something new they introduced, something new we haven't seen before, and I wonder. It makes me, I'll put this in a weird way, kind of excited for the next core update. Mm -hmm because maybe there's something new being introduced to the algorithm that we have, we have not seen before 
to such an extent. Absolutely, absolutely. And I want I would like to see if there's any correlation of some of these baby algorithm, uh, baby fluctuations or baby volatility uh, patterns in the more recent core updates over the course of the last year. That's something that you guys can have a look at over at SEMrush is just kind of backtracking through and seeing uh, the kind of minor earthquakes uh, before the major ones. Ooh, that's a good thing to actually analyze. I've always wanted to look at that, actually. Yeah. I think you got the team to do it. I think we could. Yeah. I have, I'm working on something else with the core updates, maybe after that. Very cool. You get full credit. I'll give you Aaron so Sparks. From yeah, look at, yeah, yeah. Aaron is a great, Aaron Sparks, a great man. <laughs> God, Suggested. What a suck up. All right. I want, but... another, I want another mug for that one. <laughs> I want another mug. <laughs> You got your coin. Be quiet. All right. Hey, we're proud of uh, Sitrategics as a sponsor of Edge of the Web. Sitrategics are the pioneers in agile digital marketing. Our core specialties are technical SEO, including core web vitals. Uh, always, a, always a pain, but uh, very important right now for the page experience update uh, algorithm changes that we've seen here. We do focus on uh, SEM, social media, social media marketing, as well as conversion rate optimization uh, and the like. So we're focused on results-based marketing that actually works. So if you're interested in what we do, not only on the marketing side, but also the broadcast side, give us a shout because what you see, what we do here uh, on Edge, we actually do for our clients regularly. Podcast development, as well as webcast, livecast, and on, uh, on-site remote live action or live uh, camera uh, broadcast uh, into social media. So check that out. You, know, you might be interested in seeing what we could do for you over at 877-SEO for web or 877 Three, two. All right. Last article. Had to squeeze another one in here because pretty important uh, for all the SEOs out there from search engine land. Barry Swartz again, twofer this week. Google's legacy structured data testing tool is now gone. Google has actually has officially replaced its structured data testing tool with a new navigational landing page to direct you to either Google's rich results testing tool or schema.org schema markup validator tool. So uh, we may actually have a, you know a silent taps for our for our friend structured data we we loved you for the longest time but they have shut it down here in May 2021 schema.org published its own schema markup validator tool and that's validator dot schema.org. This was in replacement of Google's legacy structured data tool. The markup validator helps you validate structured data on your site that is used to, for general purposes outside of the Google rich results testing tool. So uh, they Google actually originally launched this structured data testing tool in 2015. And then in 2017, the company launched the rich results tool. And in 2020, they moved the rich results testing tool out of beta. And uh, with that announcement, they said that it was going to deprecate the testing tool itself. All right. So for everyone who's been using that for the years, time to move. And there's so many different uh, validation tools as well as uh, browser extension uh, validation tools. We actually covered that in an upcoming episode with with uh, Olga Zarzeshna, uh, where we covered a plethora of SEO tools and a lot of really good validation applications out there. But it's gone. We, we bid thee well, and uh, it was a very, very useful tool for a very long time. Morty, uh, any last respects? I want me to play taps. <laughs> it's interesting that they redirect you to this landing page here saying, use the rich results test. Yeah, nothing more, nothing more. Uh, I mean, come on. I mean, you know, they have a thing on the side. If you also want, I guess you can use a schema markup validator. <laughs> <Sorry>. Highly discouraged. <laughs> 
<laughs> For the record, they didn't say that. <laughs> but I mean, how, how important in your mind, how important is schema in the, the world of SEO nowadays? I just want to maybe just pull this all around. I mean, of, it's super important, yeah. right? If you want to show up as a rich result, the way you look on the SERP, blah, blah, blah. That's one, that's a huge part of it, right? If mm -hmm. you want to have the FAQ markup, you want to be shinier, more clickable, more attractive. You say that's shinier? Markup for the most part. Shinier, yeah. Shinier, all right. That's a real word. It is, it is. A very, as more quickly. More quickly, absolutely. That's, that's an right. appropriate word too. Yeah, yeah I mean, also at this point, it's very important for Google to, you know, if they want to efficiently understand what's on your page. So markup saves Google the resources yep. of having to use AI to exactly. understand what's on your page, assuming you're not lying about it, in which case you'll get killed. Not literally your page will get well, the point is, is that we now have a new term in the ecosystem and Morty launched it. It's shiny SEO. Uh, shiny SEO. Shiny SEO. That's, that's when you, that's when you buy a lot of links, right? <laughs> exactly. It's very just, shiny. Just, Look at all these links. Uh, you must be good because you have so many links, right? Yeah. I mean, they're amazing. They have the scores, you know, the authority score, the relevant <laughs> score. I keep on seeing, uh, can't we have like DA and post and links filtered out of uh, LinkedIn solicitation? Can, can we, can we That's just do funny. that? That's amazing. Great. <laughs> Dear sir, I hope you're fine and fit. <laughs> Dear field name, comma. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> Dear field name, comma. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Anyway, uh, that personal touch that really gets me. Exactly. Exactly. All right. So if you haven't focused on your schema, make it shiny today. And unfortunately, structured, te structured uh, data testing is out the window, but schema.org uh, has you covered. All right. So what else do we have covered here this week in SEO? Uh, SEO chat's happening every Thursday. What's going on? SEO chat. That's right. Jeff Luella over at the wire cutter. He's hosting SEO chat this Thursday, 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, all about Core Web Vitals, the impact of Core. Now that Core Web Vitals has destroyed everyone's sites and ruined rankings for everyone, that didn't actually happen. But now that Core Web Vitals is part of the algorithm or of the page experience, which includes Core Web Vitals, is part of the algorithm. What are you doing? How are you tracking things? How are you measuring things? How are you fixing things? Jeff will take it all up on SEO Chat, 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Twitter Sweet. this Thursday. Awesome. Awesome, awesome. Yeah. All right. And uh, I think uh, that's all for what we're doing. Anything else coming up your week that you want to share? No, I don't want to share it. Okay. Well, for, it for our Edge audience, I'm sorry. He doesn't want to play with us. Uh, that's it for Edge. Uh, <laughs> Morty, it's, it's always a pleasure. Sometimes. Uh, <laughs> we'll we'll, thanks we'll, for the mug. Uh, thanks for the mug. I'm out. Uh, for all of our listeners, we want to make sure that you like and subscribe to our YouTube channel because uh, this entire fracas is uh, documented on video. So please help us out and commiserate with me, please, because I got to deal with this. So from all of us over at Edge of the Web, thanks so much for listening to us. We'd certainly appreciate a, a like or a subscribe or have it a review over on iTunes. That, that keeps the algorithm fed in our favor. From all of us over at Edge, stay safe, stay well, and do not be a piece of cyber driftwood. We'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye.